Thank you for tuning in to Single Parenting with a Purpose podcast. And today we have another guest, which I'm so happy about because it took me forever to get her here. I was pulling her here. However, we're here and this is Alexa, also known as Alex Bro. <laughs> What's going on, good people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to have her because she's full of wisdom. This is a friend of mine, and we just politic about everything. However, Alexa also is a single parent. Um, the good thing is, is that she's a single parent of two girls. As you guys know, I'm a single parent of two boys. So we're going to get you know the insight of what it's like to be a single mother with girls and i'm pretty sure she's gonna dive and dabble into a bunch of other things that she's been through and you know just give us all her wisdom it's gonna be a good one y'all we're gonna laugh on this one <laughs> it's gonna be real and we're gonna laugh because she does not hold back and she did say that she's an open book so we are here here we go lex yes yes <laughs> Let us know. Let us know about your girls. How old are your girls? So I have two girls. I have a 21-year-old who's going to be 22 in June. And I have a 14-year-old that just turned 14 in February. My 22-year-old, well, my 21-year-old, she's actually stationed in Korea right now. Hmm. And she's been in the service. She's in the Air Force. She's been in the service for three years now. She has about three more years to go. Look at that. But let me tell you, people. <laughs> this whole coronavirus thing <laughs> got me stressing. I know. With her being in Korea. Oh, my God, girl. Listen, I said, the minute that she called, I FaceTimed her, right? And I was like, are you all right, baby girl? And she's like, yeah, mom. And she's coughing. I'm like, what is that about? <laughs> and she's like, mom, I'm all right. I'm like, no. I need to send you a care package. So immediately, me and my father, my father's a widow. My mother passed away. 11 years ago tomorrow Aww. from cancer so I stay with him helping him and he helps me yeah. and we pa- we did this care package for her like in 24 hours we oh, sent wow. her all kinds of medicine I know dad wasn't chocolate. playing yeah he wasn't playing because <laughs> daddy's a Vietnam veteran oh so, so he, he went into knows. Vietnam mode oh, and I was packing bubble you tape all, all that. that stuff all that stuff so he was like I got the box <laughs> to buy the stuff and I was like Aww. I got you dad that's but sweet. guess what? She still hasn't received the daggone package. Wow. Because the post office are closed over there in Korea. Oh. But it's crazy because I, I think asked it's on purpose. Well, yeah, and then you know the 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 medics over there are different than here in the USA. You get sick, you go to the doctor, they give you stuff. Over there, they don't. They're like, oh, you're fine, and then they send you on your way. And you would think that because she's in the Air Force, that they would be more hands on with them, right? Yeah. No. They pay less attention to them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I sent her the care package. She still hasn't received it. But thank God. Thank you, Jesus. She is uh, doing really well. I just spoke to her, as a matter of fact, a couple of hours ago. Wow. Because they're 14 hours ahead of us. Oh, yeah. And she was telling me she's feeling much better. But, you know, they got everybody quarantined except the people from the Air Force Base. So all the other bases are quarantined except that one. Is she nervous? She's not. She's... My he- her name is Heaven. My Heaven 
is has to be the most nonchalant child ever. She's not rambunctious. That's like my Jova. Yeah. She doesn't get nervous. She might panic, but she ain't showing you. Oh, wow. She's not showing you her panic. She'll show me, but she won't show her panic. Not even to her dad. That's good. No wonder so, why she's in the Air Force. Yeah, so she, she's Sounds good. like a strong chick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have my 14-year-old, who is the epitome of me. <laughs> Literally. And uh, she's in the eighth grade. Next year she goes to high school, but yeah, she's a smart chick. Her, her teacher says she's gonna be a lawyer, so you know I had I to speak that it. over her life. Until yeah. she finally agreed with me, Mom, I'm gonna be a lawyer. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, very smart, intelligent. Both my daughters are very smart. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick girls, I would pick them all over again. Really? I would because okay, they're I like to fun. Hear that. They're fun. You can dress them. I know. That's the best part. I used to dress heaven just the same way. You know, and I like my sneakers. I'm from Queens, New York, so, <laughs> you know, I like the whole hip-hop thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I was raised in Queens, New York with the Run DMCs and yeah. all those people. So, you know, all that other stuff that I wear, I used to dress heaven the same as me. I don't Aww. do it much with Maya because she's like, ew. You know, she's like, that's not cute. And it's a different era now, but I used to do it with heaven. Yeah. I would buy me the Bo Jackson. She would get the Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. It's all always much simpler when it's just you and one. Yeah, that was yeah. my little ride or die. But now it's Maya. Mm-hmm. Maya's attached to the hip. I believe I it. Mean, the little literally. one always is. The smaller one always is. Yeah, the other day the I, last looked one her, is- I looked on her phone and instead of her having mommy like every normal child, she mm-hmm. was like, my world. Aww. I was like, oh my God. I almost <laughs> cried. It brought a tear to my eyes. So, but they're fun. You just, I'm Spanish. So our upbringing is different. Yeah. You know, I was, my parents, my mother's Dominican, my father's Puerto Rican. So, you know, Dominicans, by the age of 17, you graduate from high school, like you're ready to get married and go have kids. Right. Puerto Ricans are a little bit tighter. They're like, you got to learn how to cook and clean and do all this stuff. Yeah. So being raised in a household like that and then being a single mother of two, I wasn't raising my daughters like that. I was raising them, you yo, the listen. Yeah, you got to yeah. learn how to cook and clean to defend yourself. Yes. I don't want yourself. you married and pregnant at any age. Do right. that after 25. Right. So now both my daughters are like, we're not having no children and we ain't getting married. I like that. I think you raised two strong girls. I think, you know, for the conversations that we have about our children, I think you have done a great job because Oof. one thing for sure, I have it in the Air Force. You got to be super proud. Oh, God, yes. And then we have Maya, who's super intelligent, full of personality, you know, and she's. I think she's going to be just like you, just strong. And you're not going to be able to walk all over her. Like, she's just going to... She she has a personality on her. Yeah, you did get to meet her, so you got to see her personality. She does. She's she's, she's she's not she's so funny, she's so discerning, she'll listen to you and then two days later she'll be like, Mom, this person said this to me and that didn't really sit right with me. What's that about? And I'm like, What? She's curious. She has yeah, questions. She's, and the good thing is, Alexa, that I like is that she comes to you and she, she talks does. to you and she shares a lot with you. And that is really good because I feel like a, even like some, I feel like sometimes with girls, I'm just saying like from my personal experience, sometimes you can feel a little disconnect from mm-hmm. your mother. And I think it's great when you have girls and you don't have that and they're open enough to share with you what they have going on. That says a lot. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. I, I had that with my mom, but it was limited. Correct. And that's the experience that I had. I don't know if it, you know, it's maybe a different error. Um, and that we're more open with things when it comes to our children and things like that. But sometimes it really has to do with like, 
you know how we grew up and just wanting the opposite just wanting better for our children yeah because my mom I'm, I'm adopted so my mom my biological mother i don't really have a relationship with her we know each other we've spoken everything but we don't have a long distance relationship my mom that raised me of course she married my dad He's not my biological father, but that's my daddy. Yeah. And she was raised, you know, with the Dominican outlook. You know, you got married and this is what it's supposed to be. So she learned day by day on how to be a mom with me because she adopted me. And then three months later, I got pregnant with my sister. And then so you were the first? I am the first. And then oh, wow. Cicely after me and then my brother Kenneth after, four years how after. How old were you when she had you? <clears throat> When she adopted me, I was three months old. Aww. Well, actually, no, sorry, wrong. She adopted me immediately from the hospital because my biological mother and her are second cousins. Okay. And my biological mother at that time couldn't take care of me. She already had three previous kids and mm -hmm. was living, you know, under her means. So it, it was a difficult time and my parents at the time couldn't bear children. So with that, they adopted me so my mother's upbringing was totally different. My mother came from a wealthy family in the Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. so she had her little snoozes going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. She was a little snooty for a Dominican girl, <laughs> um, but she didn't raise us like that. So we were close with her, but not as close as I am with my girls. And I made sure that once I, I knew I was going to have girls first. I knew that my children were going to be girls. That's crazy because I knew my children were going to be boys. I knew it. And I used to tell my parents that. And I used to tell them, I'm not getting married. When I get married, I won't, uh, my kids will be grown. And they were like, well, you can't come in this house without being married. We'll get you married. You're coming pregnant. And then I was like, do what you got to do. But I'm not getting married. You're not doing no shotgun wedding on me. What do you think it was for you that you just didn't want to be married? You mean you didn't want an arranged marriage? I didn't or? want an arranged marriage. Because they not. did it with my sister. Oh. <clears throat> you know, they call it back in this shotgun wedding. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I wasn't doing that. Yo, Alexa like, has a lot of sayings. <laughs> She's going to spill some a lot of sayings. I think I'm going to count them after the episode, how many sayings she got. Sorry. I love it, though. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, y'all ain't doing that to me. And they were like, you're crazy. You have to go. No, it's not happening. But when I finally called them to tell them that I was having a baby, my father was like, it was about time. Aww. And I was like, Really? And my mother was like, how dare you? It was crazy because you would have thought it would be the yeah. other way around. So once that I went through that experience, I made sure that I was like, you know what? I need to make sure that my daughters know that they can trust me with their life and their soul. Yeah. And that I am their mom first and then their best friend. Yeah. Respect me. I'm Correct. your mom because I'll get in your behind. <laughs> right. But... I right. need you to come and know that you could come and tell me anything. There's going to be times that I'm going to be disappointed and I'm not going to want to hear it. I'm going to be like, you know, Johnny Jackson, that video. She's like, la, 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 I don't want to hear nothing. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I have to get grounded and be like, yo, these are my daughters. I got to listen to what they have to say because if not, they shut you out and they run to somebody in the street. Yeah. And guess what? That is another, a man. And... That is not happening. That is not happening. I, yeah. I have one of my biggest fears with my girls is because I was sexually molested as a child mm -hmm. by my grandmother's husband. That's crazy. In my sister's face, right underneath my grandmother's nose because my mother sent us to Puerto Rico for a summer. And, you know, God took that mm -hmm. and erased it until I was the age of 21. That happened at seven. And it didn't come back to me until I was 21. 
I had like And both you and your sister Sorry to cut you off But you, both you and your sister Did say something to your mother No my sister didn't remember She didn't remember Uh uh-uh. uh It came back to me On my 21st birthday Hmm. I was in my room and I had a panic attack and all I kept seeing was flashes. So wow. when we told my mom, she didn't believe me. So when you were seven, because that's the age where you could remember a lot. Yeah. But you didn't remember. No, he, li- I have to say God literally blanked it out. Wow. And for years I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't date older men. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys I dated were yeah, my age or younger. Yeah, because what I would always see was his hands. Oh, wow. But I couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from until I turned 21. Yes. So when I told my sister, she had a panic attack because then she started to remember. And then when we told my mother, we told my aunt. It happened to her too? No, it just happened to me. When When we told my mother... We told my aunt first because my aunt was my sister, my mother's sister, and she kind of raised us. You know, there's yeah. always that auntie in the family right. that gets attached to the kids. That was my, my auntie. <laughs> we call her Tia, which is auntie in Spanish. Yeah. And we told Tia, and Tia went back and told my mother. My mother said that I was a liar. And that wow. really, really that broke my mother and my aunt's relationship because she was like, why would she lie about this? She's like right. 21. Right. So once once that started to come back, then I started to understand why I was promiscuous. Mm-hmm. You know, please hear me. I didn't sleep with a thousand guys, but yeah, you know, it's less than ten, but it wasn't. You it know, happens. Yeah, um, it happens because it just, it, a lot of different situations, as how we grow up, can turn you right. You know, promiscuous. It is just honest and it's just real, and a lot of us girls and women have been through this and have gone through it so it's real it 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 was a very traumatic time for me because then at the same time that happened then it took me back to when i was 15 and i was date raped wow and that was very traumatic for me because i literally you would think i would run home first right Uh no i didn't i ran to my best friend's house and that was like running from 91st Street to 108th Street, but I was on on 30 on 40th Avenue all the way to 32nd Avenue. Wow, that's a lot. But so, you're so distraught, you're not thinking about of where course you're not. just you're just running, you're just going. You're just, you're because just going. as you're running, I'm pretty sure you're still thinking about everything that just happened, and I can't believe this happened to me. What am I gonna do? And all that. That's crazy. Yeah. So and mind you, all this it. stuff is running through your body, and you're yeah. running. Yeah. So with all of that, I make sure that I don't let my daughters experience that. I'm yes. very, very overprotective with them with that stuff. Makes total sense. Oh my god, it's one of my biggest fears. You know, both my daughters, thank God, have the same dad. And I have these conversations with him all the time because, you know, it's it's a form of deliverance. Yeah. You know, it's a form of a refresh. It's a renewing when you have the ability to speak about these yes. things. You know, because God shows you things in part. He doesn't show you things uh-huh. all together. Because if he could show us things all together, man, we'd be in a whole different yeah. place, right? Yeah. He shows us things in part. And he says that in his word. I say the word because people say scripture. But yeah. when you think about it, God didn't write the scripture. He didn't say God wrote yeah. scripture. He said, when God wrote, he wrote the word. So <laughs> I say the word, right? Yeah. So when he says that, he, he speaks in part. So when he started to reveal all these things to me, mm-hmm. as time went going on, was passing by, I have these conversations with their father. And 
thank God that he's a person to speak to. He's, yes, he, thank he's God. A, That's awesome. I don't know if this is a word, so pardon me, but he's a conversational person. Good. And it's good that he comes from an And he place. knows me like the back of his hand. He's a couple of years That's younger good. than me. I'm not going to reveal my age, y'all. But. <laughs> but I think it's good when you have um, a co-parenting situation where the person, the other person, understands you or you both understand each other. So from you know what you share with me, um, it seems like he does get you. It seems like he doesn't try to come off the wrong way. No. And I think this is all about co-parenting. Yeah. It has. I, I had the same conversation in the episode with single, um, single father mm-hmm. episode, and um, yes, basically like when you understand a person, it makes it much easier for you to co-parent without all that arguing, all that immaturity, and all that. When you leave all that aside, it makes it better. So I'm pretty sure that he understands too that he has girls that he's raising and respects you as a mother and he's able to understand where you're coming from yeah he's he's of course we had ups and downs you know as every couple does when they're together and Mm -hmm. they're bearing a child he had already he he already had he was already a father when i became a mother okay he had a son so it was a little bit easier for him yes but it wasn't at the same time because now he was involved yeah that first child when you do out of word like sometimes not mm-hmm. with everybody. Right. You're not fully involved. Yes. Your parents step in, and that's what happened with him. His mother stepped in. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the same thing with um, with Joe. Well, Joe's Joe's um father. He was in the picture, and then when he moved, um, it was more just like just me, and then his parents were always there since day one. Right. So with heaven, we had that because my mother helped me with heaven a lot. Because then I turned into a single mother because he left to the Navy. Mm. And mommy okay. helped me with heaven a lot. Yeah. So the day that mommy died, she helped me with heaven. Wow. At the time that my mother died, Maya was three years old. Really? Maya did not get to meet. She got to oh meet her, God. of course, but Maya remembers her vaguely. Right. And at three, you can't really remember it. I can't remember anything at three. Mm-mm. Vaguely. Oh. And uh, she she helped me a lot with heaven. So Maya kind of was my teaching tool as a single mom. Yeah. Though they both were. Right. But you know, as they say it takes a village. Yes. It does take a it village. Does take it takes a village. A village. My, I, I, could, I don't know how I would have done it without my mother. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even know how. How. Yeah. And, and immediately once... My mom passed away, and I find myself being a single mother. I immediately got in God because I knew yeah. that had I not done that, I was gonna go another route, and I I didn't want to do that. Correct. I went through the same thing. Like I feel like after I had my son, my first son is like I needed God. I needed through my scary. pregnancy because I went through a lot of depression while I was pregnant. Yeah, I went through a I, I went through a lot of anger mm-hmm. and a lot of drama pregnant from Maya. I Maya, really? Yeah, yeah. I went through a lot of drama because then at this point I find myself pregnant, single again. Me and her father, I got pregnant because we just had a night of fun and yeah. that's what happened. And yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was, I didn't know I was pregnant. I don't think we ever like shared this conversation, me and you outside this podcast, yeah. the way that you're sharing it now. So I think that's good. I got a little bit more insight. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. No, I was pregnant. I found out on an annual checkup. They're like, think, think pink. I was like, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> like, like, y'all bug it. Yeah. I was like, y'all bug it. That's Alexa's favorite word. I was like, y'all, y'all bug it. I did say that to, I said it to my gynecologist. He's like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, what do you mean think pink? I haven't had, I haven't been physically interacting for like three months. And they're like, well, when was your last period? And I was like, <laughs> The other day, I'm just coming <laughs> from my annual, and they're like, "Hold up a second and ran all these tests." They're like, "Yeah, chica, you're very pregnant." I was like, "No!" That's what I was saying. I was like, "No! Why?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't want to have another kid." At this point, heaven was six, seven years old. Yeah. So I'm like, "What in the world? How did I find?" Now, listen, people. At this moment in time, I lost all this weight because I stopped smoking <laughs> cigarettes. I stopped smoking weed. I stopped all this stuff. So yeah. I was fucking like a little hottie. So right. I was like, "I'm not trying to." Listen, I'm not trying to gain this weight again. Yeah. But I was over the age of 30, so I was not gonna go and terminate the pregnancy. I was like, "Man, I'm just gonna go through with this." Right. Now I looked beautiful pregnant, but yes. it was very sad for me. It was very emotional for me. It was very dramatic for me because I was like, how am I over the age of 30? I have this great job uh-huh. working in timeshare, but I'm by myself with another child. Yeah. It becomes really real. Yeah. And and it wasn't until after I had her that I was like, I applied for an apartment uh-huh. and I got rejected. Oh, that'd be the worst failure. Oh I, I, I've been through that. I have been through that. Oh, it so sucks. And I'm sitting in the living room now. My mother used to make cakes. Yeah. She used to make them from home. I mean, this chick had like a freaking clientele from New York down. <laughs> and I was sitting on the couch and I started crying. She's like, why are you crying? And I was like bawling. I was like, I can't do this. And she's like, she was scared because she was like, she knows me to be very strong yes. and independent. So now she saw me vulnerable and weak. Uh-huh. And, and she was like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? And I was like, nothing. And she's like, what, what's wrong? I was like, they rejected me for the apartment. She's like, you applied for another apartment. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Because at this point, I was living with her and my dad. Yeah. Because I, both my children are cesarean. So I couldn't be in an apartment with, by myself. I had to mm-hmm. let go of the lease. Once it expired, it was, I didn't renew it. And I moved in with my parents. Yeah. So now I'm rushing to get out, right? Because right. I'm like, I can't live with y'all. Y'all crazy. My father's a veteran. <laughs> veteran. He's very strict. <laughs> He's like, you can't bring people here, nothing. Right. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I get rejected for this apartment. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I start crying and crying and crying and crying. And clear as day. I hear the Lord telling me, until you don't come back to me, I am not going to bless you. Clear as so day. Like real. an audio voice in my right ear that I stopped talking. As soon as you said that, it was 2222. And I'm big on numbers, y'all. And, and it happened again earlier when we had a conversation. It was like triple two. Right. So, yeah, God works in her life. And well, two is really technically in the Bible. And I'm paraphrasing. Is when two people touch and agree. We're in agreement. Okay. We're in agreement, which is a good thing. Yeah. We're in agreement right now of everything that we're talking yeah. about. Because the experience is becoming so real. So, as you're speaking, I'm able to visualize what you were going through. I can feel what you're going through. Because I think as a single mom or even a mother, period, I think you kind of know what Alexa's talking about and how she feels. Oh my how God, she it, felt. Was just, it was it was crazy. And immediately, I was part of a church at, at that time in Lake Mary. Mm-hmm. But because I was going through my emotional roller coaster, I was in and out. And please hear me, my family's Catholic. Mm-hmm. So this was a totally different route for me. 
this is becoming saved, becoming a Christian, a born, you know, everybody yeah. calls it a born-again Christian. I call it a believer, representative of the kingdom. Because mm-hmm. when you think about it in the Bible, God doesn't say Christian. Jesus right. doesn't talk Christian in the Bible. If you look through the Bible, you're not going to find it. Yeah. You're not going to find it. I don't care what version, you're not going to find it. So he talked about the kingdom of God. So I started to become a believer in the things of God, and that's what was able to help me change. I decided... Mm-hmm. At that moment in time that I would dedicate my life to God and both my girls. And that's what I did. That's I became celibate. I was not in a relationship for about 11 years. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. But I had, it takes a lot of discipline. and It does take a lot of discipline. I don't think I didn't go through it. Because yes. now at this moment in time, you know, there was days that I wanted to be held. There was days yes. I wanted to be around guys. There was days that I wanted to smoke a cigarette. There was days yeah. I wanted to hang out and act the fool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from New York. So this was my lifestyle. Right. And I had to pray so much. Like literally, it became my life. It yeah. literally became my life. I was waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and praying. I would love to get to that place. It, it It's, you know... My pastor, my mentor, my best friend tells me it's a walking, living right. It's an everyday thing. It's a walking, thing. living right. Yeah. I it's like a that. walking, living right. Because it's not something that happens from one day to another. Yeah. It's something that... It's a walking, living right. Right. And when... And, when, and God has to pull on your strings. When mm-hmm. God starts to pull on your strings, you can't cut them strings. It's just... <laughs> it's like... It's almost like a wind sucking you in and you're like, oh my God, I just got to go with it because yes. the feeling is so clean and so genuine yes. and so I know so exactly pure. what that feels like. I got chills with her saying that because sometimes I can, I can feel that and I'm starting to feel it more within this year, last year, maybe within since 2017 to now where I'm getting to this place where, I, where I'm yearning to be close to God. So I'm yeah. starting more to feel him than ever. So, I get it's what you mean. It's a beautiful thing. So when you're going through those blessings, you can feel the cleanness. Yeah. You just feel it. But, you know, he does come with a sword, right? The word says that he... Again, I'm paraphrasing. She's schooling us, y'all. Yeah, I told y'all she comes with a lot sword. of wisdom. <laughs> he comes with a sword to cut you open and take out the dirt from within. <laughs> and when he starts to pick and nitpick at your dirty insides... Man, there's days that I would literally kick and scream. And I would be like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And he would tell me clear as day, I'm not going to bless you yeah. until you give me all of you. Wow. And it, it it was tough because at that moment in time, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. She decided to go to New York to treat her cancer with my dad. Mm-hmm. My brother was living his life. And he's a younger brother. I'm the oldest. So right. there was really nobody for me to depend on but God. Yes. You know, and here we go again. Yes. I'm paraphrasing. The word says that he will take you out from amongst them. Come out from amongst them and be ye separated. Mm-hmm. I believe it's in the book of Exodus, uh, Genesis. He tells him that. He says, come out from your peoples. Or in Exodus, he tells Abraham, come out from your peoples. Yeah. I need you by yourself. That's what he's telling them. In order for me to make you clean and whole, I need you alone. I don't need Ooh. no mess. I don't need no noise. I, I don't I'm need people in your right ear. Now. I don't want nobody telling you nothing because people say that they know, but they don't know. Until yes. they wholeheartedly seek my face, yes. they don't know. I believe it. And and he did that with me where he moved me from Kissimmee to um, Lake Mary. Oh, he put and you my family, oh, my family, my family shut me out. Mm-hmm. The only ones that didn't shoot, close me out was my mother and my father because my mother was like, okay, well, let me pick and choose. Well, I prefer that she serve God and be wilding out while she got two girls or 
that she served God or that she be wilding out while she has two girls and I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And she already knew. She knew because my mother wasn't saved or anything, but she had great discernment. Uh-huh. She would say something and it would come to Paul all the time. Yeah. So I knew that in her heart of hearts, she knew that she wasn't going to last three years. She knew that. Aww. So she, would, she, she was like, you know what? Go ahead, do it. Yes. Go That's ahead, do good. it because I need you right and I need my granddaughters right. And my mother was funny she was in the mix everybody i used to call her buckwheat because you know her baby pictures she looked like buck you know they would do the 50 million ponytails and yeah next to her brother looking like they got little tiny tuxedos looking just, i mean it's funny but it looked Those crazy just do be the black like and white pictures right <laughs> yeah. so we call her buckwheat so when but when we would say so she was like buckwheat knows then mm. she just started to embrace it you know but yeah always had just the most ups, just crazy discernment. So mm-hmm. she already knew that her time was coming. So she embraced all of me, literally yeah. embraced all of me. And that's what pushed me. But everybody else in my family, they showed me out. They were like, you're in a cult, you're this and that. And honestly, they didn't have no clue of what I was emotionally going through. Right. My emotional rollercoaster of being a single parent that of part. two girls. And neither one of your uh, brothers or sisters was probably going through that at the time. No. So they understand. They no, my brother's in a relationship, a brand new relationship with some wannabe Kim Kardashian chick. <laughs> That's just straight up. <laughs> and then my sister was living in New York catching a freedom attack. <laughs> That's what I call that, a freedom attack. Where you wilding out and just like, yo, I'm in the clubs and I'm hanging out. I look good. I don't care. F the world don't ask me for nothing. That was her attitude. Oh, my God. I feel like I went through that, too, when it was just me and Jova. My sister was, um, she was in New York. She went to school in New York. Mm-hmm. And she was just living her life, living her best life in New York. Yeah, living that loca. Yeah, and I was, I was with Jova's dad at the time. And then jo- uh, my brother was, you know, lived doing his thing or whatever. And... I felt alone. Yeah. It, it's... Listen. I always had my mom in the background, but at that time, she was so mad because of, at that time, me and Jova's dad, um, we went through a lot, and they didn't really favor Jova's dad at the time because right. of everything that I went through, but they also respected the fact that we were together, that we were still trying to make it work, and things like that. They respected that, um, but it was hard, and I still felt alone. Um, it was just hard. Alone is, you know, now, I can say this now. But alone is not a bad thing. It's not. Listen, I know people, that now, too. When I share this with you, alone is not a bad thing. <laughs> when you're alone, you can see better. Yes. When you're alone, you can dress better. <laughs> when you're alone, you smell better. When you're alone, you can hear better. You, listen, you can do a lot of things when you're alone. Yeah. When you have people in your ear, you're like, well, should I go this way? Should I go that yeah. way? Should I go this way? And the reality is that they don't know a daggone thing of no, what's going don't. on They don't know it for themselves. They don't know for themselves. So. Now, I have the, uh, there's another one of my many friends. I'd be like, there's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. I think it was uh, this group that used to sing it, say it all the time in one of their songs. I don't remember the group. This is a hip hop group, but it'll come to me. But it's true. <laughs> I'm just going to say that's the second saying. Let's go. It's true. <laughs> it's true, though, because they, people don't know what you're going through unless they sit down like we're doing right now. Yes. And ask the questions, you know, but at the same time, you got to be an open book. You got to be yes. transparent. And I agree. I had to learn how to be that because I was very, you know, I was scandalous. I, yeah. I, was, I had to learn how to be that way too. I think now I'm more like raw than ever um, because I feel like when you share what you have going mm-hmm. on, um, you can relate to people. Mm-hmm. You build relationships that mm-hmm. way. You 
find trust that way mm-hmm. all types of things so yeah and you give others the ability to know you know what you're not the one you're not the only one out there going through this yes you There's give them other a safe people, place you know let's hold hands together to maybe not physically but hey in the spirit we go hold hands together i got you correct that's you know? that's what i like to give out the energy that i like to give off to people and I, I try to do that. I don't know if I, I think do you that, do that. I, try I to believe do that. so. I think that's why me and you connected and we were able to talk. I feel like both, both you and I have some sort of type of realness yeah, to us. We do. Um, compared to yes, as if I were um, cracking on each other all the time, but that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I, so I just we got balance here. Yeah, you you have to be able. If you know, like they say, if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. Right? That's yeah. How you say that. Yeah. Get out. Let's go. (laughs) Get out the kitchen. If you can't take it, get out. Because if you can't give it, if you could give it and not take it, you suck. You're faking a phony. Right. Don't tell me that you can take it. You can give it, but you can't take it. Right. You got to be able to, you know, put the H on your back and handle it type stuff. So, you know what I think would be interesting? I think it would be interesting. I would love to hear your girl's point of view of you. And I believe that that it would be very positive. I think you would probably be shocked. I probably would be. I probably you would She'd probably be in tears. Yeah, because, you know, after a certain age, you get real emotional. Yeah. And I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I'll be laughing next thing you know, I'm crying. I'm like, oh, my God. Like a jerk, but, yeah. yeah. It, it's just, it, it's it, it's a lot, but I had to learn how to take this walk, first and foremost, with my Lord and Savior, who is my life and my all. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I see things and I and I have even said to Jessica, I'm like, listen, I don't know, but I'm so thankful God saved me. I'm so God, I'm so thankful He picked me because had I not been picked, I would have been walling out scandalous right now because I was already right. there. Yeah, me, I, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have kids. I would be crazy. I would have no ambition. I would be doing pretty much nothing. I think I'll be some little hood rat, <laughs> like just. Girl. And then scandalous. Just scandalous. I would have been pimping dudes. I swear, I would have been pimping dudes. Yo, she's really said that. I would have been a madam pimping dudes. I tell you no lie. Because I my whole my whole thought process before becoming a mother was, you can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. And I can do it better than you. Yeah. Because you don't know where my mind is at. That's the Leo confidence right there. And, and, and that was my thought process. <laughs> And I tell you, I tell you, God was like, no, no, little heifer. <laughs> you are not doing that. Right. Because I would have been paid right now. She said I would have been paid. Listen, for real. but it would have been some sophisticated stuff. You know, like these guys have to have bachelor's degrees and master's in doctrines. Wow. And this would be like their side gig. Jesus. And they would have to get tested. I'm giving somebody Listen, an idea she's there. been saved. <laughs> Thank goodness. I've been saved 14 years. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God. Okay? And these are the reasons why he saved me. Lord. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, I keep it as real as possible because, again, there's a lot of females out there that don't have mothers, that don't have yep. sisters, that don't have girlfriends, mm-hmm. that were never taught, you know, speak your mind. Yes. You know, we're never taught there's nothing wrong with going through what you're going through, you know. And I know that there's a ministry inside of me. You know, people yes, people think ministry is, you know, standing behind the pulpit with a mic and you're like, God is good because no. he's coming. We know this. Right. Those that believe know this. But ministry is when at that midnight hour and you curled up in a fetal position mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out why am I going through this? Yes. And you need What's going on with on? me? Did Am I like odd? Am I an oddball? You know, am I a cootie? Yeah. What's going on with me? Why am I in this place? 
and you know that you have that person that you can call in that midnight hour and they say listen baby girl listen beloved listen you're chosen you're capable you're beautiful god loves you you gotta go through this because there's somebody that's behind you that's coming that's gonna go through it worse and you gotta minister to them correct i believe it i feel like i feel like that is a lot of what god says to me a lot of the time and um because sometimes when i'm going through things i would just love for somebody for somebody to make it a safe place for me to go to them Mm -hmm. and be like hey because i can share but sometimes i could feel a little bit held back to want to share because you don't know what people are gonna think yeah because we're in such a judgmental world now right exactly so i it's 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 a good thing when you have somebody you can go to and they're safe they make it safe for you to spill it i mean i've always been very blunt yeah but my blunt was real crazy back then you know i was throwing 60 million curses in between the words (laughs) and i was like I don't care. Don't ask me for nothing. You know, like that biggie rhyme that goes. I don't remember how it goes, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, now I'm just like, you know, I'm. I think twice about what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I make sure that I'm not out to hurt the person in front of me. And if I say something that's wrong, I apologize. Mm-hmm. First of all, like my apologies. I'm gonna get charged to my head and not my heart. I just don't know which other way to say this to you, but I have to share this information yeah. with you. You know, because I know what it was like to be in that place of alone. Right. And I had to lean on my pastor. And my pastor is a male man from Mm -hmm. Ohio. He's been in ministry 30-something years. Awesome man of God. Very humble man of God. He is my best friend. He knows everything about Lex Rowe. (laughs) There's nothing he doesn't know. He does not judge me. Yeah. And, and, you know, females nowadays need that. Yeah, exactly. Because we live in a crazy world right now. Yeah, I think that's probably also why you ever think, like, maybe that's why God gave you girls. Yeah, I, I talk to them all the time. I'm like... Because you probably give a lot of wisdom. Everything you went through, and you're able to give all that wisdom to your girls. Yeah, I tell them, be naked and not ashamed. Speak your mind. Just speak it with grace. Mm-hmm. Don't tell people that you told them. Share yeah. the information with them, because you little. You don't have the right to tell nobody what to do. Right. You know, I always... Always remind them, stay humble. Right. Because I learned that humility will open doors that money cannot. I believe it. Humility will open gates for you that money will not, that people will look at you and be like, did I really just say yes to that? Yes, because you were containing the humility that God put in your soul. Yes. To reek out to others. And and that's what it that's what it's about. Yeah. And again, it's not easy raising girls. You know, they go through that yeah. menstrual stuff, they go through that attitude, yeah, they the go hormones is crazy. I know oh I know I might go through it with boys, but I think it's on a whole other scale when it comes to girls. Yeah. Yeah, and, and boys go through it too. Yes, I think it's gonna be tough. I'm just hoping that I'm doing the right thing with them now to where, you know, as they get older and they become that teenage stage and they don't wanna hear nothing from me. Right. You know, as a woman, as a mother, they're probably not gonna wanna hear it from me that I hope that they respect me in this teenage process that we're about to go through because Jova is twelve now, so we're almost there. Yeah. He has a lot of respect for me, and I'm hoping and praying that it continues to be that way because I know we're gonna have our obstacles. We're not gonna see eye to eye all the time. Um, more so, I don't know if I want to speak this into existence, but I don't know if I'll probably go through it more with Junior than I will with Jova. But there's always one more personality difference. But who knows? Hopefully, I don't have to really go through too much bad. Yeah, I, I went through with. a hard time with Heaven at the age of 13, wanted to go and live with her dad. Yeah, and her father hit me with custody. At the same time, she was 13 at the time. Uh, 12, 13, 12, 13. I think it would be worse at a younger age. 
then that's tough. Well, this is something that he was already Either way, it's tough. speaking into her mind. Uh, so by the time Maya was a baby born and she was growing, she already felt this type of jealousy with Maya. Uh-huh. Because always it was about heaven. Yeah. So, so she was battling. And her dad probably Adidas. always made it about her. So He always made it about her. Yeah. He always made it about her because at that moment in time, speaking honest on open book, I didn't know that he was the father. For? Maya. Yes. I didn't know that. So I wasn't saying anything. So to no. him, I was pregnant by, by somebody else. Yes. Because I never said anything to him. Yeah. And I didn't think of it. I honestly did not think of it. Yeah. So to him, it was like, oh, your sister's going to take over your spot. And started to yeah. put stuff in her mind. And I think this is really nice that you're sharing that. Because I think a lot of people go through that same situation. Yeah, man. It's and crazy. they either are afraid to talk about it. Or probably still going through it that they still don't know. You know, what's what, what's, you know. Yeah, I didn't or find out about I, it. Before. I know that it's probably people that know the truth and don't want to share it even with their the person that they had a child with yeah i didn't find out about it till maya was about six seven years old at this time somebody else had already played the part yeah and then he found out because he took her to take a test and didn't tell me Oh, and wow. when he came and, and hit me with I was like, my life ain't Jerry Springer. I yeah. freaked out because right. I was like, that is a lie. Yeah, you know, of course. She, no, she could you looked... imagine waking up one day and then that's what you're facing and dealing with that day? Yeah, no. Oh, it, my God, I'd be devastated. I was devastated. Yes. I was devastated for a very long time. I would not forgive myself for many years. I just finally forgave myself two years ago. Oh, wow. Look at that, guys. Growth is everything. And you just don't know when. You don't even know what feelings you're harboring inside. Yes. You know, again, I'm paraphrasing. The word (laughs) says harden not your heart. You don't realize what you're holding that's that's hardening your heart. You're not giving that access to your heart to breathe, to let people love on you and do the things that you need for the blessings to come forth. Yeah. When you're an open book, and, and people think, you know, when you're taking this walk with God that, yeah, I'm going to church. You know, whatever it is, I'm going to church and I pay my tithes and offerings, you know. Right. Catholics would be like, your $2 tithing offering every Sunday, right? Because <laughs> that's what we would do. <laughs> and you're thinking that you're in the right place. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> you're not. You, the enemy is straight playing you. Straight playing you. Yeah, and I call the enemy Henry because <laughs> I think that's such an ugly name. And if anybody was hearing this, Henry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I call him Henry and Henry's a liar and a thief. Yeah. And he'll make you feel like, yeah, you got this down pack. Eh, eh, it's long. He's yeah. a liar. And and that's where I was at. Yes. And once this all started to come about, I really had to stand, Jessica. I had to really stand in front of a mirror and accept all my disgusting flaws. That is very tough to do. By myself. That's tough. That just shows how much strength you have today. Girl. That's a tough thing to go through to face. I think the hardest thing is when you have to face it. Girl, going through it is another thing, but facing it and then you that's have the real part. a mentor who you don't know. Yeah. You know him because he's around you, he's your pastor, he's, yeah. God is using him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you you know them times when you're like, let me tell you, listen, you don't know me. You don't know <laughs> where I came from. But you can't. You gotta sit in that right place because again, oh, this is God your mentor. You got you can't lose. It and he went through it. with me. He went through with me. Ooh, that's he went beautiful. through with me. He went. He says it. He's like, girl, 
I know you. Don't play with me, Lex. I'd be like, yes, sir. You have to see me around. I'd be like, sir, yes, sir. And people be like, yeah, you look like a punk. And I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care because I know how God used him. And yes. I know where I'm at. And I know where my girls are at. Surrender. And everything that heaven is doing, it was prophesied over her life. Oh, everything that she is walking out is prophesied over her like life. Like what? That he is... It was prophesied that she was going to travel the world. Oh my God! It was prophesied that she, that she um, would live outside of the United States. My daughter does not wow. want to live in the United States. She wants to live in Europe. Wow. And of course, we, you know, right now, of course not, because it's a whole freaking. <laughs> but she's there. It, it's a big cootie right now. Yeah. You know, you, you can't go in there. <laughs> but she's there. But next year, guess where she's stationed at? Where? Europe. Wow. She's in Korea right now till October, and then after that, she's stationed in Europe. So I'm curious to know what has he prophesied for Maya, or has he yet? Yeah, he's prophesied for Maya. Well, you know, both my daughters are chosen. They're both anointed, and those that Amen. that are in God, that you understand what I'm I'm saying to you. And if you don't, that'll be the next episode. Yes. <laughs> for Maya, he she she's gonna be a lawyer. Yes. She's gonna be a lawyer. She has a special special heart for kids with special needs oh i have a very good friend of mine who her daughter is a very good friend of mine she's like my daughter and her daughter is has special needs mm -hmm. and she adores maya she uh, she sees Maya. she's like maya oh, and, and she has down syndrome and she's adorable and everything so we but, already know what, what what she's gonna defend yeah and course. then maya's brother because of course their father had another child he has autism yeah and he when he goes to his father's house, he's like, I need Maya. Aww. Because they understand each other. Yeah. And that she's always been like that. She has a, a soft heart for kids. Right now she's in that age where she's becoming a she's a teenager and she's getting to know herself, yeah. her character, and yeah. she's trying to figure out her body. It's growing in certain yeah. places and all this stuff. So she's not paying attention to the little kids really much. Yeah. But it's, she's anointed with that. She loves there. them. She's like, and she has a heart for older folk. She yeah. can't see old people in the street. She's like, mommy, I just want to go and hug them. Aww. I'm like, you can't touch them. <laughs> and most of them are homeless people because she sees them Aww. in the street, you know. And so I'm she's like, gonna do something great. She's probably gonna be a ministry. In, yeah, in she's ministry. gonna. I mean, you know, ministry again is not just standing behind a pulpit. Ministry is talking to people, yeah. letting people know what you've been through having conversations like the one we're having right now that's ministry yeah you know letting people know listen you're not you're not alone out there there's other people going through this and you'd be surprised of how many celebrities are going through this stuff right now and nobody's reaching out to them and nobody's yes. actually stood in front of them to give them this blueprint hey this yes. is how you could do it and that's how i was blessed god used my pastor to give me that blueprint listen lex yeah. This this is how you do it. Was it easy? No, because you you know at this time I'm over the age of thirty, and I'm like, you gonna tell me what to do? Right at this point. But at world. some point, God kicked my butt and was like, sit your monkey tail down, or I'll take you out. Uh huh. And that's what I meant by God comes with a sword. He not only comes to cut you yeah. open and clean you out, but God will take you out if He has to. If He if you're not gonna let Him use you, yes, for what He's supposed to. Because remember, we are all. God created us all, but we're not all his chosen. Right. People don't believe that. Oh, yes, it's in the word. Read it. <laughs> it's in the word. And, and when you are his chosen, there is accountability. He's expecting something from you, and you better fulfill it. Because if you're not, he will strip you. And you will be abandoned out in desert storm. <laughs> yeah, read the Bible. There's a bunch of people that... 
that he left stranded because they didn't let Adam and Eve. Yeah. He didn't kill them. He's like, get out of my land. Y'all good for nothing. And I'm paraphrasing. Y'all good for nothing. Get out. I'm not going to kill y'all because you're the first two I created. Right. But y'all didn't listen to me. Y'all decided to go hang out with that devil over there. Yeah. And go eat off of his plant. And it was Eve. Mm -hmm. So he'll do what he got to do with us. He is no respect of man. Yeah. Nor is he the son of man that he should lie. So (laughs) if we don't listen, he will use you. And that's one of my biggest fears. Aside from that happening to my daughter, this how can I fulfill you? How can I do your greatest your greatest deeds here? Is it easy? No. He never said it was going to be easy. Right. Because if it's it was, we, I'd be sitting on about half a mil right now chilling. Right? I know. Okay. Right. And, and I, at the same time that I think about it, you know, and I shared this with you that I, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be like, well, I know God got it. We're going to be all right. I have to stay faithful. We You've got to walk out faithful. on faith. And though I've never seen the face of God, I've felt him time and time again in front of me. I felt his heat. I felt everything. And I tell my daughter that every day. And as crazy as it may sound, heaven, I'll tell her, baby girl, did you forget that your mother's a praying, a praying woman? Yeah. A warrior praying? And she's like, I know, mommy. And she'll tell me, mommy, I need you to pray. This is what's going on. And Maya, I'll be like, girl, pray. You got power. To the simple <laughs> fact, we'll be in Walmart. Right. And I'll be like, Maya. We gotta find a parking spot close because my sciatic is killing me. She'll be like, okay. And you see her going praying. And the minute Aww. I turn, there's a parking spot like right there in the front. And she's like, you see, mom? I'm like, no, you see, girl? You got power, girl. It's life and death in the power of the tongue. Girl, speak that thing into existence. But you have to show them that. Yes. Because if you, you don't show, show them, them that, that and speak on it, then everybody else will come and barging in. That's that noise. Yes. Coming in to tell her, no, do it this way, do it that way. No, I don't need you to do that. I need you to do it God's way. Yeah. My sister was saying the same thing. She was like, no, we need to take these kids to church and keep taking them to church and keep speaking to God into their lives. And especially with everything that's going on right now. Oh, God. Yeah. If they don't have God, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They won't believe. You know, they'll be doubting Thomases. Yeah. You know, they'll be Cain and Abel's. And we can't be having that. And out here, now these kids are like self entitled, you know. Yeah. Listen, my first pair of Jordans were 50 bucks. Right. Them same pair, them same pair, same pair of Jordans I want right now, they're 150 bucks. <laughs> and I refuse to pay 150 <laughs> And I'm like, why didn't I keep them? <laughs> so It's a different time now. It's a very different time. And, you know, it's even, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, with you sitting here talking about God so much. With that being said, what is the advice that you would give single moms, single fathers, or even going through a co-parenting situation, using God, what would be the advice that you would give? What do you think is like the first thing that would come to your mind that you feel like is so vital that people need? Seek his face. It's, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. It is hard. But God is omnipotent. And I don't know if I'm saying that. Yeah, he's omnipotent. He's everywhere. Yeah. He can hear you at any time. And you don't have to be on your knees and praying, none of that. Uh-huh. You just, just talk to him. Speaking to him throughout the day. You know, all times. A real quick testimony. When Maya was born, I was in church. But immediately, because I was so angry with my situation, I stopped going to church. The word says that the sins of the father do affect the children. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh-huh. That is true to the T. Where Maya started to get eczema on her skin. Mm-hmm. She was only three months old. Yeah. And she's getting like these rashes on her cheeks. 
Cause my baby was a cutie, yeah. and I was trying to figure out what it was. And I knew in my spirit and my soul that it was my rebellion, because uh-huh. I wasn't going to church. She was like this for three or four months. It, it got so bad that she got the rash down in her private area. Uh-huh. And it was like a bad case of acne. Uh-huh. Where it was like open, open, you know, like pimples, like open pimples, right? right? I had taken her, my mother had gotten sick, so she left to New York. I had to find this babysitter. Yeah. Which also happens to be babysitters that took care of heaven years before. Uh-huh. This one woman beautiful woman of God was taking care of children certified from her home mm-hmm. and she grabbed Maya and she's like this is my first baby baby because she was taking care of two year olds and three year olds okay. she's like this is my first baby baby Maya was only six months old uh-huh. and I would take her and we would put creams and lotions listen I had all kinds of doctors giving me creams for her and it would not go away Wow. this That's one tough. day it's like three o'clock in the morning. Maya's screaming. The the thing is just burning her skin. Aww. I couldn't. She couldn't sleep with a diaper. She had to sleep with me. It's just me and her. Yeah. Heaven was with her dad. Yeah. It's just me and her in this apartment. And I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And I'm literally holding her in my arms, like cradling her. And I fell to my knees in the dark in my room. And I was like, Jesus, listen. Aww. I hollered. Yeah. That I know I woke up the neighbors. Uh huh. And I cried until I couldn't cry. I cried so much that I fell asleep with her in my arms. Yeah. I had to be at work at 7 o'clock in the morning. I got up, what, an hour or two later, got her dressed. Her bag and everything was packed in the car. I got her dressed. I got me dressed. Mm-hmm. I took her to the babysitter. I told her what I went through. I went to work. I got out of work. I came back to get her. And she opens the door and she says, what did you do? <laughs> that was all God's work. The miracles. And man. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I get emotional with this because it's, it's, it's so vivid That's so to me. real. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, come. And she takes me into the room and she looks at Maya. And she takes her clothes off and she takes her diaper off. And I tell you, Jessica, it was like God took an eraser and erased everything off of her body. Everything, that makes everything, me want to cry, guys. Everything, <laughs> I am everything, like... Everything that made off me emotional. her body. And to this day, my baby is 14 years old. She never got eczema again. Now, <laughs> when I would fall short of God and I would get in my rebellious stages, yeah. she would break out immediately. And that was God wow. telling me, keep playing with me. I told you the sins of the father affect the children. Don't play with me. I chose you and I chose her. Stand right before me. Right. And that's my reality check. That is so real. And I do not play with that. And she knows that. When she gets a little rash, she'll be like, Mommy, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, God used the word said he, I'll get on paraphrasing from the mouth of babies. Guys, he I'm will speechless. Let you know. I'm so speechless. Like, that's a real testimony. That's real. He, he erased it. She's never had it again. Never, 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 never. You, you would look at her skin and you would never know that she suffered yeah. from chronic chronic eczema yeah that was almost like a roasia i don't even know if i'm saying it right it was bad it was like severe chronic acne like that acne that's like holy and pussy and then sorry with that word i don't mean like that but but i know you know where there's pus and stuff and liquid coming out it was bad yeah he erased it because you know why because i screamed out and i asked jesus help me yeah and that's my word that that that's the advice i i I tell people seek him and call out help i need you (laughs) he comes immediately he sure does that was less than 24 hours immediately after that 
I do not listen. Jessica, you seen me. I'd be like, Lord, I need you right now. <laughs> I need you right now. And that's that that's that's my advice to people. Seek him. No, whichever way you want to, whatever way your heart yeah. longs to seek him, seek him. Don't be scared. He right. got you. And he's gonna tell you. It. He's gonna show you. And if he doesn't tell you or show you, he's gonna use somebody to tell you. Ain't that the truth? Humble yourself and listen. Because if you miss, your children miss. And I know that as a mother, yeah. we never ever want to see our children suffer for our sins. I don't. I don't. I don't. Absolutely not. <laughs> I do not. After that, no, 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 That's no. That's an eye opener for me because I don't think I've ever really heard that. Well, I've never heard that been preached or anything, and um, that's an eye-opener. It, it, it's scary, and I just I just thank God. I so thank God for being so patient with me, for having mercy on my life, for not giving up on me, because God can walk away from you and never come back. You can uh, hurt the Holy Ghost. That sounds Ghost. like a real dark place. It is a dark place. Yeah. You can hurt, you can pierce and offend the Holy Spirit. And he will walk. People think, no, he can. Yes, he can. No, he cannot. Yes, he can. <laughs> you can hurt him, pierce his yes. heart. And he will never come back to you until you repent. And once you repent, if it's not from your heart of hearts, yeah. he will not help you. And everybody that is in your circle will pay for your sin. She's ministering to me, guys. I'm, that's, I'm speechless. That's, that's when you I'm know that. I'm listening to this all in because this is real. When, when, you know, people think that when men and women go up on a podium and preach to people that you're just a minister. No. Listen, we are accountable for the spirits and the souls that are out there. And if we don't preach to you and we don't preach whatever, minister to you, pull you and reel you back into that place. Yes. That God wants us to do. Guess what? That blood is in my hands. Yeah. And I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want I don't I do not want that. Because if your blood is in my hands, guess what? Everything that goes wrong for you is my fault. Everything that goes wrong for your people that are stuck in your loins is my fault. Yeah. Everything that goes wrong with heaven and mine will be my fault because I did not walk this living right. Wow. That was if she didn't minister to this whole podcast, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I God wanna, gets the glory. I want to tell you, Lex, I actually really do love you. I don't think I've ever told you Aww. that. And I think that you are very strong. I love think you too. are wise. I think that you're a great mother. I think you have a lot to share with the people. Guys, I've always told this to her that she should be a pastor. <laughs> oh and um, I think she needs to have her own podcast with um, just ministering to us all about all subjects and all people and all things. And you know, I think that we'll be able to have another episode. Yeah. With more to talk about. You're when welcome it comes to me. It. You'll have me. Sure, I'll come of back. Of course. Of course. Of course. This was awesome. This, this yes. is the first for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I'm over here breaking sweat, trying to make sure I still look pretty, but once you get in that, in that flow and God starts using you, yeah. you don't have any control. I know. So, and I'm pretty sure that somebody's going to take something from this. From this episode, they have to. To God be the glory. With because all that's she shared. Going on right now. She shared. She was raw. She was real. She was transparent. You know, she ministered. She gave us her real and what she has gone through and how God has used her and how God has been in her life. And um, I take from it. You know. Amen. So. Amen. 
Thank you so much, well, Alexa. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. It was beautiful. You guys, subscribe, listen, rate, listen to this episode. Yeah, y'all gotta listen. Y'all yes. gotta listen. So that was Alexa and Jessica. Thank you for listening to Single Parenting with a Purpose.